Okay, Numbers, the fourth book of the Pentateuch, fourth book of the Bible. We are going to be beginning in chapter one, beginning our study in the book of Numbers. Let's pray before we begin. Father, uh, what delight it is to be just starting a new book, a new book of the record of your faithfulness to the people of God, your faithfulness to your covenant, Lord. And again, so many pictures of your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I just pray that you would begin that right here in chapter one as we begin today in the book of Numbers. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, the book of Numbers, a continuation of the history of the children of Israel, a history which began in Abraham, uh, with Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 when he is called out of the land of Ur and continues in the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus covers a period of about 14 months uh, in total, uh, beginning with their... Uh, I should say the b beginning with their exodus, which occurs um, right after the Passover, and uh, there's about 14 months uh, from that time there come out of Egypt and then in the book of Leviticus, which is about the offerings, the inauguration of the priesthood and the uh, the tabernacle sacrificial system that's about a period of 30 days well this book the book of numbers covers about 38 or 39 years and so uh, it is named this way because it begins and ends with uh, a numbering of the people the numbering of the individual tribes, the numbering of the Levites. Um, I, I should say that in between that, although uh, the numbering may seem more mundane and repetitive in the middle of this book, there is high drama in chapters 13 and 14 they get right up to the border of where they should be entering into the promised land and they basically give in to fear fear spreads throughout the entire nation virtually and they rebel against the word of the Lord and so high drama there and again uh, in chapter 16 of numbers there is a rebellion by Korah and his sons and others uh, against uh, Moses and uh, Aaron they gathered against them and said Moses and Aaron you take too much upon yourselves for all the congregation is holy every one of them why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord that one did not end well for the rebels but um, uh, begins and ends uh, with a uh, a census a numbering of the tribes and uh, uh, now the the, the move uh, from Sinai where they were to the promised land uh, should have just taken a couple of weeks but uh, instead because of the fear that entered into them uh, and the rebellion against the word of God to enter into the land it winds up taking 38 years I tell you what it's better to uh, just 
obey the word of the Lord and not not obeying. I've found out uh, the hard way over the years that uh, disobedience is is the long cut as opposed to the short cut. Obedience is the shortcut to getting to the place where God wants you to be. Eventually, he uh, will get you there. Psalm 138 verse 8 says, I will complete that which concerns you. But man, wouldn't it be better to just obey and take the shortcut if you will, rather than uh, the long cut. And here, what an illustration of that, 38 years instead of three weeks. So the book of Numbers, a picture of people who had been delivered from slavery in Egypt and are on their way to the promised land. And uh, important to uh, understand that Canaan uh, in uh, the Bible, the the promised land, uh, is not a representation of heaven. Sometimes you'll hear a song or something that crossing the Jordan, it's, it's it's the equivalent of entering to, into heaven. No, it couldn't be further from the truth. That, uh, the, in Canaan, they would be met with enemies that they did, in fact, conquer once they were willing to walk by faith. Uh, and as Christians, uh, what was to them happening physically, uh, we want to... Uh, uh, take lessons from it spiritually in uh, Ephesians chapter 1. We went through the book of Ephesians on Sunday morning. There are those wonderful lessons in Ephesians chapter 1 of the uh, blessings of the Christian life that... Um, uh, verse verse 3, uh, we are told in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, that uh, we now in Christ are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Uh, and then the question is, are we going to walk, obey the Lord and walk immediately in the abundance of those blessings? Or are we going to be, as uh, it says, I believe, in Ephesians chapter 4, tossed to and uh, fro uh, by weakness and by disobedience uh, and uh, not take sometimes years to get to the place where we are experienced the experiencing the abundant life. Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 10, I come that they may have life and have it to the full. And so we can have a wilderness period too as well. And so, so many lessons to learn from this book uh, on the, the book of Numbers. So Numbers chapter 1 verse 1 says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the tabernacle of meeting on the first day of the second month in the second year after they had come out of the land of Egypt, saying... So notice the detail there. It says in... uh, Peter says uh, later on in the New Testament that we don't believe or follow cunningly devised fables. And so if it was a cunningly devised fable, uh, the um, the record here in the book of Numbers, it wouldn't be pinpointing a very specific date. No, this happened as Francis Schaeffer says uh, famously uh, in, in space, time, and history, God spoke to Moses and uh, 
specifically verse 2 saying take a census of all the congregation of the family uh, of the children of Israel by their families by their father's houses according to the number of names every male individually verse 3 from 20 years old and above all who are able to go to war in Israel you and Aaron shall number them by their armies and so here um, as we have seen uh, they are ready to begin their march up to the promised land up to Can- uh, up to Canaan uh, they've been ge- they've been delivered from slavery in Egypt they've been given the lot they have built the tabernacle they have started the offerings and the worship of God and now they are to start their march and as we'll see in a little bit there's about two to three million at least men women and children in Israel and so it's a enormous uh, crowd of people venturing uh, across the wilderness to the promised land and so uh, a lot of people so many uh, that uh, there are secular scholars out there and liberal uh, so-called Christian scholars who say the, um, the the Exodus never really happened. They look at the size of these numbers and say, and, and scoff this type of thing. Uh, about ten years ago, I remember in the media uh, there was an archaeological find in Egypt which uh, looked. Um, identical to a Jewish house, the way that the Jews uh, constructed their house, and it was dated back to around the time or before of the Exodus, and um, you know the the, the, the archaeolo- archaeologists every four or five months they are confirming something in the Bible and and so uh, those who believe in the Bible were saying this is proof that um, the events in or the record of Exodus is correct and of course um, other scholars were saying well yeah this may be a Jewish house but this is not proving that an Exodus happened and so uh, the census here is ordered of the men who are 20 years old and above who are able to go to war. They are going to be going into um, an area of Canaan that is filled with uh, very aggressive, violent people. Um, and uh, they will be overthrowing these people. They need an army to do so. And so uh, they are told to, uh, instructed to uh, number the army. Now, uh, it's almost a little amusing at the end of verse 3. It's, God says, you and Aaron shall number them you know what (laughs) we're just two people well read on verse 4 these are the names of those who will help in counting and so in verse 4 it says and with you there shall be a man from every tribe each one the head of his father's houses and then they uh, just name the men uh, from Reuben, Eliezer uh, from Simeon, Shalumiel from Judah, Nashon from Isaacer, Nathaniel from Zebulun, Eliab from Ephraim, Elishama from Manasseh, Gamaliel. From Benjamin, Abaddon, from Dan, Ahiezer, from Asher, Pagel, from Gad, Eliasaph, from Nephali, Ahira, and and verse 16, these were chosen from the congregation, leaders of their father's tribes, heads of the divisions of Israel. So they are going to help with this census. And so in 
Uh, verse 17, it continues, And Moses and Aaron took these men who had been mentioned by name, and they assembled all the congregation together on that first day of the second month, and they recited their ancestry by families, by their father's houses, according uh, to the number of names from 20 years old and above, each one individually. Verse 19 as the Lord commanded Moses, so he numbered them in the wilderness of Sinai. And uh, this is interesting because uh, the Lord does, you know, you compare what's going on here to uh, in the book of Samuel, Second Samuel at the end, where uh, there is a record of David taking uh, a census uh, in the nation of Israel, and um, it um, has severe consequences. Uh, it, it's interesting that census took an entire year, and uh, which, by the way, often happens when you're fighting God and something. It takes just much, much longer. Now, granted, they're they're all together here in the wilderness. Things may have been uh, were easier, but it took a whole year for Joab to go out and in Second Samuel and make that census. Uh, but there were severe consequences there uh, in Samuel. Because because um, at the end uh, he, he, he judges uh, he judges Israel David is given a choice of uh, different uh, judgments three different judgments and he he chooses a plague and and uh, it's finally it's 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 interrupted interrupted uh, due to intercession there but uh, some Times you you know you may be wondering well wait a second why is he ordering a census here when there was such terrible ramifications in the book of Second uh, Samuel well it's very very simple verse nineteen the Lord commanded this one uh, in Samuel uh, it, David was doing it because of pride he it was a pride issue even Joab far from a perfect figure. Uh, in the uh, in there in the book of Second uh, Samuel, pleads with him not to do it. He knows what's going to happen. He knows God is not into uh, accommodating uh, the the pride of his people. Uh, but um, here, God orders it, and the reason He does there's a specific purpose. It has nothing to do, of course, with pride. It's they need to number their men because they need to. Um, uh, basically organize uh, an army here and they have to know what they are dealing with. And so uh, they number this army and they do it tribe by tribe. Uh, Verse 21, in Reuben there were 46,500. Simeon, verse 23, 59,300. Gad, verse uh, 25, uh, 45,650. Judah, verse 27, uh, 74,600. Isaacar, verse 29, 54,400. Zebulun, verse 31, 57,400. Ephraim, verse 33, 40,500. Manasseh, verse 35, uh, 32,200. Benjamin, verse 37, 35,400. Dan, verse 39, 62,700. Asher, verse 41, 41,500. Thali, verse 43, 53,400. Verse 44 says, These are the ones who were Moses and Aaron numbered with the leaders of Israel. Twelve men, each one representing his father's house. So all who were numbered of the children of Israel by their father's houses from 20 years old and above, all who were able to go to war in Israel, all who were numbered were 630 
with a, rather six hundred and three thousand five hundred and fifty. And so uh, this is uh, a number which did not include women, children, and men above the age of 20 who were not able to go to war. So it is believed that there were two to three million, some estimate as much as five million, uh, in this army. Now, verse 47 says, but the Levites were not numbered among them. They're going to have a separate census uh, by their father's tribe. For the Lord had spoken to Moses saying, only the tribe of Levi you shall not number, nor take a census um, of them among the children uh, of Israel. But you shall appoint the Levites over the tabernacle of the testimony, over all its furnishings, and over all things that belong to it. They shall carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings. They shall attend to it and camp around the tabernacle. And so, uh, important principle here to meditate on, particularly when we're thinking about our own country. A nation uh, does not become great, better yet, remain great on the basis of great military strength. A nation becomes great and remains great because of spiritual strength. And there is a recognition here that an entire tribe is going to be devoted to nurturing and maintaining the spiritual climate in the nation of Israel. And I think I mentioned last message or, uh, or so that in the book of Judges, you see uh, at a very low time in the life of Israel, unemployed Levites walking around. And, and, and so um, the, the, the Levites um, being taken care of and not being wiped out in, war, in, in times of war, this type of thing, so important in the life of a nation. You know, I, I, one thing that's left out of many history books is some of the revivals that have gone on during times of war, not the least of which was the Civil War. Tremendous revivals going on uh, in the Confederacy and in the Union Army during the Civil War. And so uh, thanks be to God that regardless of you know the size of the armies that were being mobilized, that there were men of God going in, chaplains, preachers, others, uh, maintaining um, and actually more than maintaining, the, the, what they were doing was was nurturing revival, which of course was going to be desperately na- needed for the nation to rebuild itself after the uh, Civil War. But that that's what you have uh, going on here. Uh, they are going to be uh, attending to the spiritual needs of the co- of the nation. Verse fifty one says, "And when the tabernacle is to go forward, the Levite shall take it down. And when the tabernacle is to be set up, the Levite shall uh, set it up. The outsider who comes near shall be put to death." And so um, we've already seen that the. Uh, the, the the specific specific duties of 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 maintaining the tabernacle of setting it up of uh, breaking it down of moving it from place to place uh, this type of thing and so and, and 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 the ongoing work that was necessary to maintain it when it was stationary this was for the Levites alone. Uh, verse 52, the children of Israel shall pitch their tents, everyone by his own camp, everyone by his own standard, according to their armies. But the Levites shall camp around the tabernacle of the testimony, that there may be no wrath on the congregation of the children of Israel. And the Levites shall keep charge of the tabernacle of the testimony. 
Thus the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so they did. And so uh, that verse fascinates me, verse 53, the Levites shall camp around the tabernacle testimony uh, that there may be no wrath on the congregation of uh, the children of Israel. I'm just always reminded of the verse in John chapter 3 verse 36 he who believes in the son has everlasting life he who does not believe the son shall not see life but the wrath of God abides on him and so uh, because of sin because every child comes out of his mother's womb in rebellion and then just acts out uh really you know acts out there is that holy wrath of god if god were not a just god he wouldn't be god um that wrath of god over the world and it is only by the grace of god that the wrath of God does not fall on the whole world. It's that what's called that general grace. And specifically for the children of Israel, what uh, kept uh, the wrath of God at bay was that tabernacle and the presence of God uh, over the cherubim uh, over the um, Ark of the Covenant, where um, the uh, where, where God was, the presence of God is 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 being uh, protected. The and everything that the presence of God God that came with the presence of God, including just the 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 protection of the children of Israel, and so uh, the Levites and and the active. Uh, worship taking place at the tabernacle uh, was at the center of the camp. It was at the center of the religious life of uh, of the of the country of the nation of Israel. That no wrath would be um, meted out on the congregation of the children of. Israel, and whenever I think about the wrath of God, I just think about the cross and um, the wrath coming from the Father onto the Son, and uh, He stepping in our place and taking the wrath that we deserve. So, um, ultimately, that's where the wrath of God goes. And uh, and if someone does not believe, give their life to Jesus Christ, uh, ultimately they will experience the wrath of God uh, in the judgment. Verse 54 says, But thus the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so they did. So they, in, in this aspect, they did indeed obey. Okay, so in chapter 2 it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Every one of the children of Israel shall camp by his own standard. So a standard being some kind of pole, probably with a, and, and with sort of like a flag. We'll get into more of that later. But, uh, they will camp by his own standard, according to the tribe. Besides the emblems of his father's house, they shall camp some distance from the tabernacle of meeting. On the east side, towards the rising of the sun, those of the standard of the forces with Judah shall camp according to the armies, and Nashon, the son of Animadab, shall be the leader of the children of Judah. And so uh, then it says on the east side with Judah, there would be Issachar in verse 5. And in addition, Zebulun in verse 7. And the total of these 
three tribes, verse 9, is 186,400. And it says, these shall break camp first. In other words, when they have settled down, remember uh, the pillar of fire, as long as it stays over the tabernacle um, of meeting, they stay put. But then when it begins to move, um, everyone uh, uh, breaks camp and uh, starts to move on. But but God is indeed a God of, of, of order. He wants the camp of Israel to be ordered and arranged. And um, it wasn't like when the pillar of fire began to move, someone blew a trumpet and said, okay, everyone just get up and go and 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 just wild chaos of people making their way uh through the wilderness no it wasn't like that at all the east side made up of judah also with judah were zebulun and isaacar were on the east side and they broke camp first. Interesting that uh, Judah is the leader of these three. So if, so east, east side, west side, north side, and south side, each will have one tribe who is a leader of three, and Judah is uh, the leader of these three tribes. But not only that, they're leading the entire nation of Israel the, um, to the promised land. I think of Jacob's blessing, which was prophetic in Genesis chapter 49. Uh, Judah, verse 8 of chapter 49, you are he whom your brother shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah's a lion's whelp from prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion who shall who shall rouse him. And then it says in verse 10 of Genesis chapter 49, the scepter shall not depart from Judah. So uh, even here you have the beginning of this uh, prophecy of from Genesis uh, chapter uh, 49 here in Numbers uh, chapter 2 you see the beginning of that chapter uh, coming that prophecy coming to fruition of course David is going to uh, really bring the prophecy to life but it's the coming of uh, Jesus Christ for the Lion of Judah, Judah where there will be uh, where there is fulfillment of this prophecy. So they're breaking camp first. They're leading the whole nation uh, towards the land of Canaan. Uh, verse 10 on the south side shall be the standard of forces with Reuben and with Reuben in verse 12 Simeon and Verse 14, Gad. So Reuben is the head of uh, this, the south side here. And uh, verse 16 says the total number here is 151,450. They shall be the second to break camp. Uh, Verse 17 says, again, the tabernacle meeting shall move out with the camp of the Levites in the middle of the camps as they camp so they shall move out everyone in his place by their standards verse 18 on the west side shall be the standard of forces with Ephraim so with Ephraim verse 20 is Manasseh in addition verse 22 Benjamin so Ephraim's the leader, the t- total uh, of this particular portion of the army on the west side. Verse 24, 108,100. They shall be the third to break camp. And then on the north side, it's Dan, verse 25. And with Dan, Asher, verse 27. As well, verse 29, Naphtali. 
So uh, Dan's forces, referred to as Dan's forces, verse 31, because he's the leader. So again, this is on the north side. Is 157,600. They shall break camp last with their standard. Verse 32, these are the ones who were numbered of the children of Israel by their father's houses. All who were numbered according to their armies of the forces were 603,550. But, verse 33, the Levites were not numbered among the children of Israel. And that's a, that's a reference. They were, there was a numbering, but it wasn't an, a, a, an, an army census. It wasn't a 20 and above census. We'll see in a little bit what it is. But, uh, Says, but the Levites were not numbered among the children of Israel, just as the Lord commanded Moses. Thus the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So they camped by their standards, and so they broke camp, each one by his family, according to their father's houses. Chapter 3. And so... Uh, here in chapter 3, we are going to get instructions, special instructions for Levites, beginning with the priests. Oh, I should back up just a little. I, some of you may have heard this before, but now, interestingly enough, uh, the census that was taken um, of these tribes if you somehow were in a, a plane looking over as the nation of Israel was going throughout the wilderness and then eventually right up to the promised land, there would have been, you would have seen something that could very well have resembled a cross. And why is that? Because um, at the Base, at least in, uh, in, in the east, you have the highest number. This is Judah, Isaacar, and Zebulun, 186,400. The least amount was the north side. It's 108,100. That's Ephraim, Manasseh, and Benjamin. And so a sizable difference between the north and the, and the south. And then in, uh, rather, uh, uh, back up, I misspoke. So in the east, it's Judah, Isaac, or Zebulun, that's 186,400. In the west, uh, it was Ephraim, Manasseh, and, and Benjamin, that's 108,000. And in the south and the north, you have more or less an equivalent amount. In the south, Reuben, Simeon, and Gad, 151,450. And in the north, you have uh, Dan, Asher, and Naphtali, 157,600. So if you put those all together and with the, the base being Judah, which is by far the most, and then the top Ephraim in the west, which is by far the least, what you have is what could very well have looked like a cross, you know, with the Levites in the center, the tabernacle in the center of it. And so fascinating uh, description. Uh, Is it a coincidence? I doubt it. Looks like a God incident to me to uh, have to order them in this way. So, the, the, remember the the whole Bible, uh, the the Bible from uh, Genesis chapter four on uh, to about the middle towards the end of Revelation is about the redemption of God's people, and so uh, the. All of which is in the Old Testament is looking forward to the cross and the New Test, uh, much of the New Testament, and after that, at least the Book of Acts forward is looking back to the cross. Cross is so central, 
And so uh, fascinating there. But Numbers chapter uh, 3 and 4, instruction for the uh, Levites. It says here in verse 1, Now these are the records of Aaron and Moses when the Lord spoke with Moses on Mount Sinai. And these are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nadab the firstborn, and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar, verse 3, these are the names of the sons of Aaron, the anointed priests whom he consecrated and minister as priests. Nadab and Abihu had died before the Lord when they offered profane fire before the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai, and they had no children. So Eleazar and Ithamar ministered as priests in the presence of Aaron and their father. And the, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near, and present them before Aaron, the priest, that they may serve him. And they shall attend to his needs, and the needs of the whole congregation before the tabernacle of meeting, to do the work of the tabernacle. And so, uh, important to remember that the priests in the Old Testament all descend from one Levite, who is a Kohathite. His name was Aaron. The rest of the Levites were given to God to assist the priests or the descendants of Aaron. So, all priests were Levites. Not all Levites were priests. And so... uh, Verse 6 says, Bring the tribe of Levi here and present them before Aaron, the priest, that they may serve him. Now, uh, again, the Levites are not a part of the army, and the overwhelming majority of them were not of the priestly class of Levites. They were to assist uh, the, uh, the priests. And if there is, if you have any doubt as to why this this workforce is needed, that you know they didn't have to go out uh, to war. Uh, oh, go back to the book of Exodus, say the chapter thirty-six, and just begin to read the different things that went into the. Uh, went into the assembly of the tabernacle. Uh, It speaks, for example, uh, in verse 8 of chapter 36 of Exodus, of the ten curtains that were woven for the tabernacle. And in verse 10, each and he coupled five curtains to one another, and the other five curtains, curtains he coupled to one another. He made loops of blue yarn on the edge of the curtains, on the, uh, on the selvage of one set. Likewise, he did the outer edge of the curtains on the other. Verse 12, 50 loops he made on one curtain and 50 loops he made on uh, the other. In verse 13, he made 50 clasps of gold uh, there. And uh, it goes on and describes the uh, coverings over the tabernacle. Remember that we went through this in the book of Exodus. Essentially, what was the roof? Verse nineteen. He made the covering of the tent, uh, one of ram skins, another of badger uh, skins, and uh, there was. Hmm. Just looking at this here, I thought that there was one more covering, but there were multiple uh, coverings uh, on top of that that had to be tended to and carried and full and folded. This type of thing, and then verse twenty, uh, the tabernacle were also made of boards of acacia wood, standing upright. Each length, the length of each board was ten cubits, uh, and. It, it, it goes on to uh, number the boards on each side of the tabernacle. Verse 23, he made 
boards for the tabernacle, 20 boards for the south sides, and 40 sockets of silver for the um, boards. Now remember, these boards were all covered in solid gold. They would have been very heavy. Uh, all this, uh, in addition to that, you have the furnishings, the table of the showbread, you have the, uh, the, the, the menorah, the Ark of the Covenant, a lot of work, a lot of boards, a lot of assembly, a lot of Levites. And so that's why uh, you have uh, this, uh, this tribe of, of men that were not sent off to war. They were to um, assist with the tabernacle and, and not to mention all the work that was associated with the the offerings themselves because someone had to tend to the sheep and the and and the oxen and the other animals that were were given to uh, make offerings with and so hence you have this group that did not go out to war and hence you have in verse 6 uh, this this tribe of Levi that drew near to Aaron in order to serve him now the counter part you could say uh, in the book of Acts is uh, the elders and the the, the pastors uh, uh, of a church. In Acts chapter 6, it says uh, they're sort of the counterpart to the priests. They are given over, Acts chapter 6 verse 4, continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Uh, but they wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for uh, a workforce of ministry people, including deacons and others who are assisting with the business of the church. At our church, Calvary Chapel in the city, every morning, Sunday morning, someone is setting up the entire, we don't have a permanent building. And so uh, someone is setting up the chairs, the sound equipment, all kinds of other things. Uh, and then at the end of the services, someone is breaking it all down. Those are Levites who are coming to our aid. And so you have uh, a similar situation here in the book of Numbers in chapter 3. Verse 9 says, And you shall give the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They are given entirely to him from among the children of Israel. And this would be an enormous privilege, by the way, to minister in the house of God. And it's my prayer on a regular basis for our ministry team that it would not be a religious ritual, a setting up, breaking down, ushering, greeting, soundboard, projection, worship team, that, that it wouldn't just be uh, counting money, the administration of the church. It wouldn't just be a religious uh, ritual. It would be like the Levites and the tabernacle who were ministering in the presence of God. And uh, But for their services, there they, they couldn't be that minis the, the, the ministry of the word taking place, the ministry of prayer uh, taking place. If uh, the the ministry teams uh, were not doing that. And so, verse 11, it says, uh, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Now behold, I myself have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel, instead of every firstborn who opens the womb among the children of Israel. Therefore, the Levites shall be mine, because all the firstborn are Mine. On the day I struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I sanctified to myself and all the firstborn in Israel, both man and beast. They shall be mine. I am the Lord. And so what's going on here is previously uh, here in the Mosaic Law, we saw that um, every beast, every lamb, every uh, goat, every... Uh, Every ox, the firstborn, would be given to God. To uh, the, it would be actually taken to the tabernacle. Would be taken uh, actually to the Levites, 
um, the firstborn, every single one. And, and, and really, what the law was, everyone, not only beasts, but, but, but uh, human beings as well. <laughs> but uh, they, um, um, of course, would, you know, are not taken for an offering. They're, they're, they're dedicated to the Lord. Uh, but in a very real sense, what we're going to see happening here in chapter 3 is the Levites themselves would take the place of the firstborn of all the Israelites. And like Samuel, who is dedicated by Hannah for a lifetime of service to the Lord, the Levites would take the place of the firstborn of every family and the children of Israel. And so, rather, I don't know if you're in the tribe of Manasseh, rather than the firstborn of a family uh, being taken away from the family and given uh, uh, to the service in the tabernacle or uh, in Jerusalem in the temple, they would stay back with the family um, after being dedicated. They'd work the farm or whatever. But a Levite um, is given in their place. Um, actually, is more specific. It, it's actually a little bit more specific. This is not the temple in Jerusalem. This is about um, the tabernacle in the wilderness. And so, uh, obedience to the law, but the Levites are a substitute here. And so, uh, verse 14 says, Then the uh, Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, The number number the children of Levi by their har- father's houses, by their families, you shall number every male from a month old and above. So that's interesting now, because remember when they were numbering the army, it was 20 and above. But when they number the Levites, it's numbering every male from a month old and above, and we'll see why later. So Moses numbered them according to the word of the Lord as he was commanded. There were the sons of Levi by their names, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. And so they, uh, those were the sons of, uh, of Levi and all the Levites now who are part of the Exodus, um, descend from either Gershon, Kohath, um, or Merari, and they take a census of each of those, uh, um, each of those descendants, the descendants of Gershon, Kohath, and and Merari. Verse 23 says, Rather, it says here, yes, the, uh, the the Gershonites were numbered, and they, verse 22, were numbered 7,500. And then it says in verse 23, the families of the Gershonites were to camp behind the tabernacle westward. And it says significantly in verse 25, it lists specifically the duties. The, the duties of the children of Gershon and the tabernacle meeting, including the tabernacle, the tent with its covering, the screen for the door of the tabernacle of meeting, the screen for the door of the court, the hangs of the court, which are around the tabernacle, and the altar, and their courts, according to all the work relating to them. And the next Kohath, the census of them, verse 28, 8,600 who kept charge of the sanctuary, verse 29, the families of the children of Kohath were to camp on the south side of the tabernacle. It says, verse 31, their duty included the ark, the, tab- the table, the lampstand, the altars, the utensils of the sanctuary with which they ministered, the screen, and all the work related to them. And, so, and it says, and Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, was to be chief over the leaders of the Levites with oversight of those who kept charge of the sanctuary. And so um, Aaron was a descendant of Kohath. So uh, the Kohathites kept charge of the ark. That's an important thing. The ark of, uh, of, of the covenant. And 
the lampstand, the altar, the, the most holy place, and the holy place, and then Eleazar, uh, it oversees really all the Levitical duties associated with the sanctuary. Merari, verse 33, numbered, verse 34, 6,200. These were to camp on the north side of the tabernacle. I'm not sure I mentioned verse 29 says the, the children of Kohath were to camp on the south side of the of the tabernacle. And it says in verse 36, the appointed duty of the children of Merari included the boards of the tabernacle, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, its utensils, all the work relating to them and the pillars of the court all around with their sockets, their pegs, and their cords. Moreover, verse 38, those who were to camp before the tabernacle in the east, before the tabernacle of meeting, were Moses, Aaron, and his sons, keeping charge of the sanctuary to meet the needs of the children of Israel. But the outsider who came near was to be put to death. Now remember, of course, we've been through this before that you know why, wait a second what's up with this an outsider who comes near was to be put to death that's by the way uh, an outsider anyone outside the tribe of Levi and in verse 38 probably talking about outside the Kohathites um, was to be put to death the severity is related to the type who is our high priest the book of Hebrews says it's Jesus Christ all these are types here the priest it's a type of Christ and um, and as we've seen so many times you don't mess with a type of Christ it's 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 Christ um, Jesus Christ um, is being foreshadowed here and they and and the Holy Spirit does not want a defiling of that and and hence you have the severity of some of these things an outsider who comes near and says oh hey there's uh, the Ark of the Covenant let me uh, l- let me uh, give him a hand here uh, no we'll see with Uzzah later on in the Old Testament that um, that um, you don't mess with the biblical type. There was judgment that was poured out, uh, poured out on Uzzah when he tried to do that very thing. Verse 39, all who were numbered of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron numbered at the commandment of the Lord by their families, all the males from a month old and above were 22,000. Now underline that word, 22,000. Then the Lord said to Moses, number all the firstborn males of the children of Israel from a month old and above and take the number of their names and you shall take the Levites for me I am the Lord instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel and the livestock of the Levites instead of the firstborn among the livestock of the children of, of Israel so Moses numbered all the firstborn among the children of Israel as the Lord commanded him and all the firstborn males according to the number of names from a month old and above of those who were numbered of them were 22,273. So again, um, in verse 40, there's a numbering of the firstborn males of the entire nation of Israel. And it comes out to be, verse 43, 22,273, which is 273 above what all the males from a month old and above were among the Levites. And so, again, once again, the Levites themselves would step into the shoes of all those firstborn, those 22,000 firstborn, um, in uh, 20, uh, there's 22,000 Levites, so they'll step into the shoes of those uh, of, of 22,000 of the firstborn of the children of Israel. But what shall be done about the extra 273? Because there's 273 more firstborn males than there are Levites. Well, that's what the rest of the chapter is about. 
Verse 44, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel and the livestock of the Levites instead of their livestock, the Levites shall be mine, I am the Lord. And for the redemption of the 273 of the firstborn of the children of Israel, who are more than the number of the Levites, you shall take five shekels for each one individually. You shall take them in the currency of the shekel of the sanctuary, the shekel of 20 giras, and you shall give the money with which the excess number of them is redeemed to Aaron and his son. So Moses took the redemption money from those who were over and above those who were redeemed by the Levites. From the firstborn of the children of Israel, he took the money, one hundred, rather 1,300 and 65 shekels according to the shekel of the sanctuary. And Moses gave their redemption money to Aaron and his son according to the word of the Lord as the Lord commanded Moses. So there you have it, Numbers chapters 1 through 3. The next time we will be, we'll pick it up in chapter 4, verse 1. God bless you.